Well, hi, my name is Teresa Dedman. Welcome to Create Talks. It's time to start a global conversation about how creativity with God is the game changer for living a fulfilled life. It's in us. It's who we are. Creativity is in our DNA. You will hear from me and hosts of guests I will be interviewing who are transforming culture and the church as they co-create with God. So I invite you to come and be part of this Kingdom Creative Global family. I have seen countless people find freedom and healing when they discover their unique creative purpose in life. So I want to empower you to create with God and unleash your creative destiny. So come on and let's get going. Well, hello and welcome to Create Talks. Wow, in our first season, I'm helping you grow in your creative call by interviewing great creatives around the planet who have really stewarded their core values so that you can grow and you can discover who you have been created to be. Now, in the last two episodes, if you missed it, you got to get it. I talked about the core value, discovering your creative identity, and I was able to touch on what God does through the biblical premises of identity with not only an incredible, passionate writer, but a person who carries creativity so well, Brian Simmons. So check that out. And in today, we are going to be discovering and cultivating, practicing God's presence as a creative. Now, you might say, what? How can this help me practicing God's presence? Let me tell you, this is the secret weapon, knowing God's presence, learning how to cultivate all that he has besides your own ability. This is the game changer. If we don't value God's presence as we create, we can move into a performance style of creating that only puts us in a box. So guess what? Today, you are learning how to cultivate God's presence as you create. Now, if this is a foreign concept to you, hearing God's voice, learning to cultivate his presence, you got to check out my e-course, Hearing God. So go to TeresaDedman.com slash Hearing God, and you can learn more. So in practicing God's presence, let's go into why this is so important. What if God was behind what you were creating. Imagine what would happen in six months, in a year. See, most creatives focus on their own ability or experience, but when we learn to cultivate God's presence, it opens up all kinds of doors. You know, the biblical premises is that Jesus created only what the Father showed him. That's John 14, verse 17, if you want to study it. So, you know, he's doing his parables. He's He's talking to the woman at the well, and he's cultivating his presence with the Father, and creative strategies are birthed and and are born. And we can do the same. You can do the same. Let me tell you a quick testimony, just what happened last week. I, I was painting, and I was painting a picture of an owl, and I was cultivating God's presence. I said, Holy Spirit, show me something that could be so meaningful to a conference that I was at 
called the prophetic at Bethel Church. And so as I'm painting this, I see these vibrant colors, unlike any owl <laughs> that I've ever seen because I was painting from the heavenly perspective. Well, after two days, some woman came up and she showed, shared with me her testimony about what had happened. She said, Teresa, three years ago, you came and you spoke and you said that I was a Joan of Arc. So I got this tattoo, which she showed me, of Joan of Arc. And then she turned over her arm and she goes, and I went through a dark season of the soul. Right after that, I found out my husband had been cheating on me. We got divorced and I began to search my heart. God, what do you want me to do? And I started a nonprofit for abortion, ending abortion. And I, I created this picture that you just created of an owl. And I had it on my sleeve as a tattoo. She said, Teresa, this is a sign that God is with me. And I said, you don't have no idea because when I was painting with all these vibrant colors and I was painting all these dots, I said, this is for a person who's going to save lives with each of these different dots. And we connected. I prayed with her. That is the power of cultivating God's presence. Now, I could have just operated from ability alone and done a great picture of an owl. But I saw something different. I saw something from heaven's perspective, and this person's life was transformed. So the benefit of cultivating and growing in God's presence as we create is we're less stressed out. We're not thinking about getting it perfect. We rely upon the Father just like Jesus did. And there's a closeness with God that grows as we create. Sound good? It's amazing. So let me share with you just some scenarios about what happens when we don't create in the in cultivating God's presence. So here's scenario one. So Sally, she's a creative. She wakes up and she's devoted that whole day to create. And so she gets out everything that she needs, but then she begins to look at her emails and she gets distracted. And she realizes that she has so much she has to do with her kids, with her family, getting dinner on the table, doing this, doing that. And she just doesn't feel inspired anymore. And she gives up. Does that sound like you? <laughs> so many of us, we get so discouraged because we don't start cultivating the presence, but we start to operate out of what we have to do. Let's check out scenario number two. So Brian wakes up and he's getting ready to write his novel that he wants to do. He's been working on it for five, five years. But all of a sudden, shame comes knocking at the door and says, wait, 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 who do you think you are? I mean, that book, that's not going to change anyone's life. You still struggle with this and that. Man, you couldn't even get your article published last year in a magazine. Go back to your day job, Brian. You barely finished high school. Give it up. You're just a screw up. Does that voice sound familiar? If you feel like, oh my gosh, defeating thoughts keep coming and bombarding me and I can't get through it. Let me tell you, cultivating God's presence will change that. Now, I bet that you can write your own scenario. When I started doing interviews for Create Talks, here is the scenario that I've heard in my head 
because I can start with not cultivating God's presence. Hey, Teresa, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? Creating a podcast? You don't know the first thing about what people need. And besides, remember you used to study stutter a lot when you were younger and clam up and be shy? I mean, there are so many other people that are more qualified than you. You'll only make a fool of yourself. So why try? Come on. You and I, we can all partner with fear, anxiety, feeling unworthy or unqualified, or just being too busy, right? Right. And if we give in, this means that we are telling ourselves to not be aligned with the truth about who we are. And by cultivating God's presence, we get into the groove of hearing His voice first, which takes off any other tension in trying to listen to other voices that might compete. So I want you to take a moment and realize that there is someone that can help you to grow and to become strong as a creative by just taking this core value and practicing it. I want to read to you a scripture. It's Romans 8 verses 14 through 17 from the Passion Translation that helps us to understand the reason why cultivating God's presence is so vital for all of us. The scripture says the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that interesting? Moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, not fear, not anxiety. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into feeling and fearing that you are never good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance and folding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father, Daddy, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share in all of his treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he has. So we will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Wow, that scripture just so resonates with me, that I am his child first and foremost. Before anything that I create, I cultivate that presence And that changes the scenarios that I write in my head. So let's rewrite those three scenarios. And let's view it in regards to Romans 8, which I just read. So let's look at scenario one, Sally. You know, you're right. I have all these tasks that I need to do to get ready. And I may not be as talented or inspired as other people, but I am not alone because Jesus is always with me. So Holy Spirit, will you show me where to begin? I refuse to give up on this dream because I am your child and you are a good father. So I'm taking the next two hours to create because I know you will guide me. You will bless me. So show me the way. 
Bam. Change. Scenario. Rewritten. Because Sally has cultivated the presence of God. Let's look at scenario two. Brian. Shame comes knocking. Who do you think I am? I am a child of the king who has redeemed my past and qualified me to tell my story. Yeah, I know that I have caused people pain or I haven't been perfect in life, but God will redeem all all that through what I will write. I am qualified because I am God's child and my past is under the blood of Jesus. So it's time to start writing Holy Spirit You are the author of all truth. Show me. Bam. The scenario of Brian is rewritten based upon the truth of cultivating the presence before moving into creating. That changes everything. Let's look at my scenario. Yep. You're right. I may not be the most adept, qualified, but I have a heart to set people free to create with God and become all that God has called them to be. And I will not back down no matter how many times I may feel afraid or insecure because Papa God is cheering me on. So I will take my five loaves, my two fish, what I've been given, and feed those that God gives me. Wow. I feel better already, don't you? You need to rewrite your scenario that you've been telling yourself maybe for years about who you are by cultivating God's presence. Let me share with you a story that really has impacted my life about why I think cultivating God's presence is so strong. I began to teach and share with students at Bethel about how to practice God's presence and then go out in the marketplace and just start to create but focusing upon cultivating God's presence first. So one woman named Estelle, who was on my team, she was learning how to do that. And she saw a homeless man that was sitting by himself. And she knew that she could ask Holy Spirit what to create. So she came up to him and she said, Sir, I don't know you, but I felt like I'm supposed to draw you a picture to encourage you. And this man was homeless. He looked destitute. He was just looking for a handout, but she took a risk. She cultivated God's presence, and he said yes. So she began to create a picture, and as she did, she felt like God said, I want you to do a portrait, and I want you to put a smile on his face. Well, this man was not happy, but she felt like God spoke to her about going in the opposite spirit. So as she did that and cultivated God's presence, after she was done, she showed it to this man. And this man looked at it and he said, oh my gosh, what is this? And she goes, well, this is the way God loves you, just the way you are. This is your face. And he began to like rebuke her and said, no, 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 you don't understand. I have done so many things against God. I turned my back on my family. I gave up. I've been involved in drugs for years and alcohol. And she said three times, excuse me, sir, but this is the way God loves you. Now, every time we cultivate God's presence and we create, things are changed. She left that man not knowing 
that three days later he would be picked up by Bethel's team that, that heads up feeding the homeless on Sunday, and this man brought his picture with him. And so he turns to the bus driver and he goes, Sir, someone from your church, they did this picture of me, and I really have a bad cold. Do you think that God would heal me? Because she said that God loved me the way I, I am. And the man said, in worship, why don't you ask God? So this man takes a leap of faith. He's in worship. He closes his eyes, and he says, Jesus, would you heal me? And he opens up his eyes. And again, he just wanted to get healed from a cold. But he was blind in one eye, and he could see perfectly. He closes his one eye, and he goes, oh, my gosh, I can see. He starts to scream, and he starts to, like, cause cause a lot of just like people turning around and people come over and talk to him, our, our leadership, and they find out that he can't hear out of one ear. Well, his ear opens up just like that, and then his hand that he couldn't hold anything with gets opened up and gets healed. It's crazy. So I wanted to meet this man because this student had practiced the presence of God and he had been so transformed. And so two months later, Bill Johnson is preaching. Again, this man is homeless. He doesn't have any street address. And this man happens to be there. And I happen to go over to pray for him. And he gets healed of arthritis from a word of knowledge that Bill Johnson had. But then he goes, wow, this is what happened when my eye was opened two years ago. I'm sorry, two months ago. And he goes, this is amazing because God is good. And I said, well, do you still have that picture? And he said, yeah, I carry it wherever I go because once I was blind, but now I see. And I turned and I said to him, this is such good news that God would create a different scenario for you about healing every part of you, body, soul, and spirit. It was a crazy encounter because one woman had faith to cultivate God's presence this man's whole life turned around. Wow, what can happen if we learn to do that? I bet you're thinking, well, Teresa, how would I start? What would I do? Well, guess what? I want to show you just five simple steps on what you can do to cultivate God's presence. So always start simple. It's not complicated. So some of the things that help me in cultivating God's presence is in the morning, I always ask God this present, this question. I say, Papa God, who do you say that I am? And what do you love about me? I base it from Psalm 139. And then at night, instead of rehearsing what I could have done better, all my lists of shoulds and could haves, I say, Papa God, what do you love about what I did with you today and what I created? And I begin to hear his thoughts above my thoughts. And then in my internal dialogue during the day when I create, the first thing I say is, Papa God, what do you love about me? And if a lie comes in, I, be I begin to say, Papa God, what truth can I replace that with? So number one, start with the day, end with the day with cultivating God's presence through just asking him simple questions and if fear, insecurity comes in during that day, replace it with the truth. Papa God, what is the truth about who I am? 
Now, I guarantee if you practice that, your life will be changed. Just practice it for three days and tell me what you think. But let's talk about step two. In order to cultivate God's presence, I have to allow God to encounter me through my sanctified imagination. Again, this is important because if you understand scripture, David paints so many pictures of God dancing with us, so many things about him entering into a relationship. So in our sanctified imagination, we get to find out how God is doing that with us. We get to make it personal. Scripture can't really change us if it doesn't become personal. We can't have a vital relationship with God unless we see him singing over us, dancing with us, being with us in our sanctified imagination. So take a moment. I don't know wherever you are right now, if you're driving in a car, and I want you to picture what does it look like for God to love you. It could be him holding you. It could be you dancing with him. It could be you, in any scenario, being with Papa God and letting his love touch you. So open up your sanctified imagination. That's step two. Remember, it's from Philippians 4. Think about thoughts that are lovely, that are true. You are partnering your sanctified imagination with how God sees you. Are you ready for step three? Another way that I cultivate God's presence is by taking time to have a conversation with him as if I was walking with him and talking with him. So I enter into an engagement. I say, Papa God, let's pray about this person. I feel this. What do you feel? And I engage as I'm walking, as I'm in worship. So I have a conversation with him. And that's how I cultivate God's presence. When I create, Papa God, what is it that you want me to create? Tell me why. And then he begins to have an internal dialogue with me. Now, a lot of you that are just beginning to do this, you might get stuck because you think you have to get it right the first time. Let's laugh at that. (laughs) You don't have to get it right the first time. You are learning to cultivate God's presence. So even if you see in your sanctified imagination a picture of God holding you Take a long, long clap over yourself and say, yay, I'm starting to see in the supernatural realm the way that I can cultivate God's presence. If you slip up during the day and you go, oh, I forgot to ask God in the morning, ask him right then, go right back in. So in step, in this step, it's important that we look at that and we continue to grow. So number three, don't take yourself personal. Don't take these things like you have to get it right the first time. Laugh and start to cultivate it. Number four, begin that process right now of letting peace come into your heart. Peace is a way where the, where the presence of God just rests. So before you create, before you do anything, let God's peace come upon you and just take a moment and be still and know that he is God. And my last step, number five, is don't forget above everything else, be ready for surprises. So when I cultivate God's presence, I say, Papa God, show me today ways that you're speaking to me that go way beyond words. And it might be through a beautiful flower I see. 
It might be through a card that someone sent me. It might be through anything and everything. I let God surprise me with what he's saying to me and practice that and let me know what happens. But before we go on, I wanted just to take a moment and lead you on an encounter. That's something where I just want you to focus wherever you're doing, whether you're driving in the car or you are busy and doing stuff as you're listening to this podcast. I want us to learn how to practice the presence and how simple it is. So right now, take a moment and just tune out. Let God's presence come. And I'm going to lead you on an encounter to understand his love. So we welcome you, Father God, Jesus and Holy Spirit, to make your presence known. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your love and your joy that goes way beyond words. Now we're going to ask him a question. And it just can be in our sanctified imagination. God, how close do you want me to be with you? To feel you, to know you. Just let him speak to you. Yeah, you're starting to feel that, aren't you? So, Father God, we welcome your presence to reveal yourself to us in whatever way you want. One more question. Father God, what do you want me to create with you? There it is. He's teaching you to cultivate peace. He's teaching you to cultivate rest, to cultivate practicing his presence as you create. Take that feeling that you have right now before you create. One of the things that I love is that practicing his presence changes everything. It will change the rest of your life. And again, if you want to learn more about hearing God's voice and sensing his presence, make sure you get on my get on, online at TeresaDebman.com and get my course, Hearing God. I'm so excited. In my next podcast, I am interviewing the one, the only Stephanie Gretzinger. Oh, I love her music. Oh my gosh, she's incredible. And she's going to give you so many valuable nuggets on how she cultivates God's presence as an artist and as a revivalist. So Father God, I pray for everyone that has been with me today, that God, they would learn to cultivate God's presence first in the morning, at night, when those lies come up, that the truth of who they are, according to Romans 8, would resonate with their heart and that the peace that passes understanding would be theirs. So I want you to know, like, it's your season to go after cultivating God's presence And remember to make sure that you see his goodness all throughout the day. So thanks for joining me. And remember, you are born to create.